Dioxin raged. He ranted. This was impossible. He'd reached out to infect her, and the girl, Diamond, had simply locked her hands around his wrist and changed. It had taken less than a second. She had shimmered, glistened, and become solid, unmoving and transparent. Even her hair and clothes had changed. It was as though she'd been replaced with a statue carved out of solid diamond. Dioxin couldn't shake her off. She wasn't moving. He didn't think that she could move in this form. All she was doing was holding on to his wrist, still staring at him with that determined look on her face. A voice called out, Dioxin! He turned to see an annoyingly familiar figure behind him. Dioxin sighed. Dalton. Joshua Dalton smiled. You can let go now, Diamond. As Dioxin watched, the girl instantly turned back to normal. She let go of his wrist, jumped backward, and ripped the leather gloves from her hands. She tossed the gloves aside. Even before they hit the ground, they were a smoldering ruin. See? The trouble with your power, Dioxin, is that you can't even lift weights to build up some muscle, can you? Joshua Dalton said. No, you just burn through the bars. Now me, on the other hand, well, I'm not that strong either, certainly not compared with Titan, but a psychokinetic doesn't need to be strong. Dioxin felt a sickening lurch in the pit of his stomach, then looked down to see that he was floating a meter above the ground, unable to do anything but wait to be arrested. High above the battle tank, energy concentrated on drawing the enemy fire toward her. Tiny flashes of blue and orange lightning crackled around energy's body and through her short, auburn hair. Her eyes, normally a pale gray, were now almost solid white. She knew that she could absorb a huge amount of power, but there was a limit. Pretty soon now, she'd have to discharge that power. A voice crackled over her communicator. Energy, I'm on the way. Titan, thank God, where are you? Just crossing the East Coast. I'll be there in a minute, Titan replied. Make it quicker. We're not doing well here. I'm trying to pull in all their plasma bolts, but it hurts. I've never seen so much firepower. I see you. Energy looked to the East, and Titan was suddenly hovering in front of her, his dark blue cape billowing in the light breeze. Don't just float there. Do something she told him. Yes, ma'am. Titan gave her a quick smile, then darted down to the battle tank. Shots blasted into him, missiles exploding to his left and right. It was as though the battle tank had been designed with the sole purpose of hurting him, and it was doing a pretty good job. Titan was strong and fast, but he wasn't invulnerable. When he was hit, he felt it, and he was being hit a lot right now. Soon his chest was a mass of bruises, 
and his costume, bright blue tunic and leggings, darker blue cape, gloves and boots, started to get more holes than a fishing net. Much more of this, and he'd be flying around in his underpants. Through the tank's meter-thick windscreen, Titan could see Ragnarok at the controls, ordering his men about. The madman had a determined look on his face. That wasn't unusual for someone like him. They all believed in what they were doing. Where the hell is Quantum? he wondered. He should be here by now. He'd be able to phase himself inside the tank. And what about Max? Why hasn't he been able to reach someone inside of it? Could Ragnarok have found a way to shield the tank from Max's mind control?